what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the she's my sister podcast talking about body image, our own struggles with body image, um, where we've come from, and where we are now along this journey. And I'm going to be taking us back all the way to my elementary school days. Think back to the schoolyard. And I think the first time I remember really being aware, I guess, of body differences is probably about second grade because my best friend was really tiny and skinny. She was blonde. She was just, she was really cute. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was not like super chubby or anything. I was just a normal kid and, you know, healthy child. And I remember we had these like older big buddies that would come and hang out with us in our classroom. I think they were probably seventh or eighth graders. Mm-hmm. And I remember they made this big deal over my friend because they were like, oh, she's so tiny. She's so cute. She's so pretty. And there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. but I remember feeling left out and inadequate because no one was looking at me and saying, oh, she's cute. And I, and so that, I think, was the first time I realized, like, oh, being little is better. Mm. And But it, it still wasn't, like, a huge issue for me. And then, you know, similar instances like that happened over the years. Fast forward to middle school, and that's the first time I really remember having a big issue with it. So... And, like, did you feel like you wanted to change yourself after the middle school? In middle school, yes. So my best friend in sixth grade, she went through this big growth spurt and grew a couple inches and just kind of stretched out and suddenly was, like, way slimmer and she was starting to get attention from boys and other girls were telling her how pretty she was and I was feeling left out of it. And, like, I wasn't getting – I still looked like a kid. I wasn't getting any of that, you know, attention from boys or anything. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, man, like, I wish I looked like that, but, you know, my time will come and everything. (laughs) And around that time, I started developing really serious food allergies um, and intestinal issues. So I had to go on a really kind of restrictive diet. That was middle school? Yeah, it started around seventh grade. Okay. I thought it was high school. No, it started in seventh and eighth grade. And, I mean, I'd always had stomach aches all the time but we didn't really understand why and then it wasn't until then that I think they kind of got worse and then we realized I did some food allergy testing and realized all these different food allergies I had also I apologize that Maggie and I sometimes thought that you were faking because you didn't want to do chores (laughs) sometimes we'd be like Katie doesn't have a stomach ache she just doesn't want to clean out the garbage (laughs) there's got to be some advantages to having had all those issues um and so it wasn't like a cal calorie restrictive diet it was restrictive in what I could eat Mm -hmm. um we were doing an elimination diet so we could kind of identify what was bothering me. And so I was eating just very plain foods and then starting to add in certain because things. Because you didn't necessarily have allergies. Well, had, I um, had allergies, but we even if I cut all of that, I still got stomach aches. We were trying to see what it, like kind of intolerances or yeah. sensitivities I had as well. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, I lost a lot of weight. Can and you I list mean, all the things you're allergic to? Because I know it's like a eggs. Lot. Well, it's a lot, but like the main ones are eggs, dairy, soy and wheat like those are which are like the main they're in everything Mm -hmm. there's a lot of other little ones but those were the big ones and those ones do still bother me I've learned kind of how to manage it now and what foods do and don't bother me I've kind of changed my lifestyle around that Mm -hmm. to make it work for me but at the time I lost all this weight and I had a bit of a growth spurt I got taller too 
And suddenly I was really skinny. Like I remember at the lowest, I was 93 pounds. Like oh, that's, yeah. and I think I was about five. I mean, I was probably about five one. Like I've only gained like an inch since then or so in height. Yeah. And I suddenly started getting all this attention. Negative and, and just, positive. And not just from boys either. Not just from boys. I was Mm-mm. getting it from like family members. Like some of them were really concerned that I was getting, that I was ill, which I can understand that. Like if I dropped... I probably dropped like 15, 20 pounds like really quickly. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, back in the day when guys would brag about how like they could fit their hands all the way around their woman's waist. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's tiny. a problem right there. <laughs> right? <laughs> but that was a thing. Like it's not anymore so much. But I remember a guy tried to do that to me and he was so close to being able to do it. And he was like, oh, I'm so close. And it was kind of like, okay, like are you – trying to say I, like, I need to lose a little bit more so that you can fit your hands around my waist. It was just a really weird, odd interaction. Sounds really creepy. It was. A little bit. Um, but I st- was starting um, at a new school, my freshman year of high school, so I didn't know anybody. And I remember thinking, okay, if I just lose like a little more weight, boys will like me and I'll make friends. And it's what started out as like, a genuine food allergy, food intolerances, turned into me being really restrictive with my diet because I noticed that, oh, being skinny is a good thing. It gets me attention. People are noticing me. Mm-hmm. And I definitely, like, I was still healthy. Like, I was still functioning, but it definitely was not healthy because I was obsessing over food all day long. I remember actually thinking in my head, I wonder how many calories are in my toothpaste. Oh, my gosh. Like, is that, that's crazy. hmm and but it's very like that's a disordered oh, it thinking totally process. Is. And like I remember at the time, mom would buy like those Ensure shakes yeah. because she was worried and like she wanted to make sure you were getting enough calories. Mm-hmm. It I remember was... her putting more oil in your chicken specifically. Oh my god! Trying to like because she was a little worried. Yeah. Was we just I didn't know anything about how you were restricting yourself. I I thought it was just the allergies. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. Well, that's I remember... how I played it off. I never ever yeah. said anything. It was just like and I mean. Yes, that's how it started, but I definitely fed into that and continued on with it. I remember being jealous because I was, um, when I was younger as a kid, I was a little bit chubby. Mm-hmm. And so seeing that, seeing you get like really thin. And, okay, like, but your definition, you were like a cute little kid. And that's the thing, that, that's the problem that you saw yourself that way. I mean, I remember people making those comments about Katie and how thin she was and how cute her figure was. And we're being like, well, I'm just a fat little dumpy kid over here. Oh. Like, I, I mean, you pick up on those things, yeah. even if it's not people saying bad things to you. Is the lack of hearing the compliments to you, but mm-hmm. hearing them to your sister. I know my daughter's only seven months old and I already am trying to, like, yes, I can tell her she's beautiful. She is beautiful. But I also tell her, you're kind and you're smart and mm-hmm. you're sweet. And I tell her that every day. She's only seven months, but I, I, that's something that I really want to important. continue on with. Do that thing from the help in that movie. <laughs> the little girl is you is you kind. You is kind. You, you is, is smart. smart. You is important. Yeah. yeah. I like that movie. Like, when we were growing up, mom never said very I don't know she didn't say a lot of things about how we looked when she was complimenting us it was more so like oh that was so nice of you Uh thank you or you know along those lines. Oh I'm so grateful for and I never heard mom talk negatively about her own body. Mm -mm. Um, She was never dieting or anything like that. I mean she always ate very healthy. Exactly but we just saw that as her normal diet like what she ate from day to day we didn't see her like oh I've got to cut calories I've got to you know try this because I don't like the way I look or anything like that. That was was her consistent 
just lifestyle every day it mm-hmm. was like you know you eat your fruits and vegetables you, you have exercise. reasonable portions you exercise and it's just kind of like that's what we did and it and it's not like she restricted and never let us have sweets like that no. was definitely we still got to have those in reasonable amount too so it's not like we had any body image issues definitely did not come from there no. <laughs> so to continue on with what you were saying about comments that people would make yes i had a lot of positive comments about how my body looked but i also suddenly had a lot of people making negative comments about it. So suddenly I was, it was kind of like, oh, like this still isn't a good look for me. I remember um, a relative saying, you look so skinny and the way it made me feel was horrible. It was like, my body is disgusting. And I just remember other comments like from relatives or even just from kids at school saying things like, wow, you're so, like, you're so skinny. And I remember one, because I didn't know anybody and it's like, this guy in my PE class, rather than taking the time to actually learn my name, he said, hey, skinny girl, to address me. And it made me feel like, oh, okay, so being thin isn't enough. That's not going to make did people like, like that me. Did comments like that make you want to lose more weight? Or it did. It- I know it sounds counterintuitive, but like it almost made me want to lose more weight because it was kind of like, oh, I guess I'm just like not elegant enough or thin enough. I don't look like a model yet, I guess. Hmm. But then it also made me, every night before I went to bed, I was like, hyper-focused on what outfit I was going to wear. I'd set them out and, like, change ten times trying to figure out what I was going to wear the next day because it had to be perfect. And it just – it makes me so sad to think about it. And I think it's sad that I felt like if I looked a certain way, then that's what would help me make friends. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I was unhappy because I didn't know anyone and I didn't have any friends. And then um, I started to meet people. I started making friends. And about my size, I started kind of, you know, slowly gaining weight because honestly, that just wasn't sustainable for me. It was not fun. I was miserable constantly thinking about food. And I started gaining weight about my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I gained it really quickly. But it was, that was really hard for me because I seriously put on about 20 pounds in a year. And I still was at like a normal weight because I had been so underweight. But suddenly, like none of my clothes fit. And that was a really hard trend, like change for me too. Like I p- probably looked much better and healthier, but it was just this huge change. And I wasn't used to it. Um, so just kind of getting used to what I looked like then was different. But then people were commenting on that too. Like, oh, wow, you look so good and all this stuff. And it's kind of like, that's a nice thing to say to somebody, but it just made me more aware of what my I looked like and made me think like, oh, You've wow, people, yeah, people really noticed this and it wasn't, it wasn't them commenting on anything else or asking how I was. It was just them commenting on my physical appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have noticed that as I made more friends and I got more happier, I was less worried about my uh, my appearance. And it start, stopped becoming such a focus for me. I have to impress me. people by more. Yes. And yeah. so I was much happier and I wasn't focused so much on my appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that has continued. Like as I'm comfortable and I know people then it's like that takes a back seat I don't have to worry about it so much um and I just think I just feel like what if we could make people feel confident and comfortable enough around you when you first meet them that they don't have to be worried about what they look like Mm -hmm. when you meet them so it sounds like in high school you were able to become more confident um did that continue throughout like college and your adult years it did and especially like in college and and high school I was always an athlete And so I always had a very, like, fit, muscular body, which I was proud of. Like, I was never, like, the skinniest or the smallest person. Like, I was – 
I was fit, but I wasn't, it's not like I was a size zero or something. Mm -hmm. And I was proud of that because I was proud of what my body could do. And I was proud of like being on the rugby team. I was proud of what my speed, I was proud of my strength. I was proud that I was able to do those things. Um, And then after college, um, you know, five years or six years after that, I got pregnant and it was nice. Like you get a lot of attention suddenly when you're pregnant and people start making, they suddenly think that they can make comments about your body. And some people it's positive, like, oh, you're glowing. That kind of thing is nice. Great. Keep it up. Keep saying that. But then there'd be people saying suddenly they'd walk in and be like, wow, you got huge. Oh my gosh. And they meant it like, for some reason it's okay to say that because you're talking about a pregnant belly. Because <laughs> it's like a sign that the baby's growing probably. Yes, but... Don't say that yeah. ever. No one really wants to hear <laughs> or that. I'd walk in and they're like, whoa, you sure not having twins? Like people make that kind of comment. Oh. And I'm not the only person. Like I have other friends that have had kids around the same time Did as someone me. say that to you? Uh, no, they said that to a friend. The okay, twins, I was like, the twins comment, that was to a friend of mine. Um, but I remember I walked in, they're like, wow, you look really round. Or I, that, And that was a comment <laughs> I got. <laughs> were these all from men? No, these were from women. Or I'd walk in, I remember one time, I walked in the room and my friend goes, whoa, you look super pregnant. That is not a compliment. What does that mean? You look like you haven't slept in three Mm. days or you look like you've gained a lot of weight. That's not okay. Um, And I think people say them with good intentions. Oh, they totally had good intentions. I remember a friend at where I worked, she was pregnant, and someone goes like, you look so tired. Are you okay? (laughs) And I was like, she felt like it was okay to say it because she's pregnant. She's checking on her. It's like, Wow, that's gonna make her feel great. And she's like, Yeah, yeah I'm I'm fine. Like I feel right. just fine. Instead she should have been like, Hey, I'm grabbing coffee, do you want one? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Instead of, yeah, talking about the hard parts, like, see how can I support you? What can or I do? Or maybe for like, you? Oh hey, like how is it going? Mm-hmm. Like, does it affect your sleep patterns? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Not you look really tired. Are you yeah. sick? Like, are you okay? Like, no one wants to hear that whether you're pregnant <laughs> or not. That's not good. And I mean those kind of comments bothered me, but it it wasn't a huge deal because it was like I'm pregnant. You're supposed to get bigger when you're pregnant. It's a sign that the baby is healthy. She's growing. Everything's going the way it's supposed to be. And then you have the baby and suddenly it's like, oh, now you have to hide that. And like the big belly is no longer beautiful. And suddenly you're supposed to just magically look like you're no longer pregnant. Mm. And no one said these things to me, but you constantly get these pressures. You scroll through Instagram and you will see a million ways to like, a million different accounts and workouts and products aimed at getting you back to your pre-baby body and getting snap rid of back. your how to snap back and how to get rid of your mom bod. Well, if you watch movies or TV shows, it's like the woman has a baby and then an episode later she is a size two again, mm-hmm. and who knows what happened? It's just supposed to go away. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it's just well, for one thing, your hormones are out of control, you're sleep deprived, and there's just so many changes going on all at once. Just your changing body is just one more thing on top of all of that that you just need to get used to. I mean, yes, I am very thankful for what my body has done. I'm so grateful for my daughter, but that doesn't mean that I don't miss certain things. Like, I don't miss how my body was beforehand. And yeah, I'm proud of the stretch marks, but it's not like I'm not going to look at them and say, oh, I love these. Like, I think they're beautiful. And I know some people are. Some people think they're amazing and wonderful, and that's fantastic. I hope to eventually get to that point sometime, but I'm not there yet. Well, and it's good that you're saying that it's kind of a work in progress because I do see a lot of people like body positivity, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And they're like, I love my stretch marks. I want to yeah. flaunt them and stuff. And it's like, but I think there is an in-between that isn't really talked about where you have to get to that point. Mm-hmm. 
So. And I'm working. I'm definitely working on that. There's some days where I get dressed and it's like, oh, I feel pretty today. Today's it's great. And then there's days where I look in the mirror and I or I try to avoid looking in the mirror. And mm. it's okay to have those days. Um, but I'm no longer in the everyday hating how my body looks like I did right after I had her. And it kind of makes me sad that that's something I was thinking about instead of mm-hmm. just enjoying everything, you, right. know, you know, about having my newborn daughter. And but I don't want to... that's wanna... probably what majority of moms do feel and they just don't yeah. say that. Because yeah. of what you just said, you feel kind of guilty for even I did. I felt that. guilty. Like, it's not like I was being ungrateful or anything. Like, obviously, I'll do it a million times over again. Um, but that thought was definitely still in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, yeah, I'm sure that's extremely common. Mm-hmm. But Something I'm trying to work on is just, um, I think, using kind words when I think about or talk about myself, like using the kind of words that I would use when I'm talking to a friend. Like if a friend's having an issue with how she looks, like I'm going to hype her up and I'm going to talk about all the wonderful, amazing, beautiful things about her personality. I mean, the way she looks, but also all the other th- wonderful things about her and not just focus on her appearance. And um, I think that, something I'm also working on is not relying on like other people to make me feel good about myself. Like my husband does a great job of saying, Oh, like you look really nice today or you're beautiful. But then he also says that, you know, talks about how like you're a great mom and it says other wonderful things to me. Um, Every once in a while, even though it's not fair, if I'm feeling like I'm having a bad day or don't like the way I look or something, I'll make some negative comment and my husband says really sweet things. Mm-hmm. Or even if I don't say anything, he says like, sweet things. Then I'm like, well, you have to say that, though, because you're married to me. No, you love me. You have to say that. And it's like, okay, that's not fair. Like, I prefer to have, like, him say sweet things than some stranger. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, well, so I don't I know why we have to do that if, like, it's someone close to us. We're like, well, you have to say that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, they don't. They don't intentionally have to say that. Well, I think it's important to work on just accepting a compliment. You know what I mean, girls, where they say, you're, like, really pretty. And she's like, she says, thanks. And so you so agree, they, then. You think you're really you're pretty. You're really pretty. So why can't we just accept that compliment? Why do we have to add a, oh, thanks, but, and then find something bad to pick apart of, uh, pick apart ourselves with? And I think that it's important to, it's nice to have those comments and compliments from other people, but I'm trying to work on not, why do I need to rely on what someone else thinks about what I look like to feel good about myself? Like I, that needs to come from me and me being okay with it. I've seen a lot of posts where women, they'll compile messages that men have sent them in Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. like their direct messages, where they compliment them, and the woman tries out actually saying, thank you, I, I agree, I like that about myself. And almost every time the guy's responses were super negative, like, oh, you're such con- so conceited, like, forget it. Like, if they accept the compliment as, yeah, I, um, I'm confident about that or thing. I've worked really hard on that, mm-hmm. thank you. They instantly get mad as if, like, no, 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 like, you shouldn't have that confidence unless I give it to you with this mm-hmm. compliment. I mean, they don't like that. It's like they're not allowed to like things about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, if you admit, you know, I think I have great hair, or you say something positive about yourself, people instantly go, well, you must be conceited. But then if you're down on yourself, mm-hmm. it's like, gosh, you're so insecure and pathetic. And it's hard to find a happy middle ground because if you do say something, you have to preface it with, this might sound conceited, but I like this about myself. Right. You have to try to, like, play it down, which is sort of silly. Like, we, I mean, I do think there is, a, like, a middle ground between actually being very full of yourself mm-hmm. and just being confident in things that you've worked hard on or that you like about yourself. But it seems really tricky to find that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess the first time that I was aware of, like, differences in body types and everything was – probably around I want to say more like fifth fourth fifth grade Mm -hmm. because um and it was 
I did dance. I did ballet, so we wore tights and leotards and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I was always smaller, and I was just naturally thin. And so I knew that that was seen as a good thing, especially in ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like I needed to get smaller so much, but it was like I'm happy that I'm the way that I am, mm-hmm. and I need to keep it that way mm-hmm. was kind of more or less what it was. Because I do remember, I think it was fourth grade, I remember I was running around the house because that was the only way I knew of getting exercise outside of dance. And mom came home and I said something like, oh, I'm just running around the house so that I can, I don't know if I said like eat more or I said something along the lines of that it was because I was trying to Mm. like stay the way that I am Mm -hmm. or even, I mean, maybe be more so. Um, So that's the first time I remember feeling that way. But what did mom response do you remember she, how she reacted she got mad at me oh, really? <laughs> she said that was ridiculous and like I don't know I do remember like she didn't she definitely thought like that's not good because I was right. already really tiny right. and so it was like she didn't she was probably worried that mm-hmm. I was trying to be that like and I don't ever remember restricting food or anything because mm-hmm. I could really eat and um I'd never remember restricting until probably I want to say high school mm-hmm. because I mean up until I didn't, like, start maturing, like, puberty-wise until... I didn't get my first period until I was, like, 16. You and me both. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was because I was so active, and you too. Right, yeah, I was, and, like, running okay, across I country was, and everything. I was super active in a lot of sports, too, and I got mine when I was, like, 11, so this is not fair. <laughs> it's just genetics, Amy. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, genetics plus being really active. Um, I didn't, you know mature than that way until mm-hmm. I was much older and so I didn't even have to try at all I was just really right. tiny and I did have an, a very similar experience to you Katie when I was referred to as either skinny girl or smart girl yeah when someone wanted to copy off of me or just get my attention like that was what I mean they would I suppose say. it could be worse things to be referred to as but true but I mean <laughs> no, I but it doesn't feel good that that's the, your identity being labeled that way yeah see yeah. whereas I was jealous that people did not referred to me as skinny girl. That was never an identifier for me. And I remember being jealous of you guys that you had mm. that because I mm. wanted that because mm-hmm. I thought being skinny girl is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I want to be called that. I don't want it to be a questionable whether I'm skinny or not. I want people to think I am skinny. It just goes to show that like those physical labels are never good no matter what. Either mm-hmm. you have them or don't have them. They're mm-hmm. never a it's positive thing. Right. But I do remember like being that tiny, people would like pick me up and carry me mm, around, and like they would make a big deal out of it. And it always did seem, for the most part, it was positive. Right. So I did like it. And then when I like got to be around like sixteen, um, so I was in cheerleading and I was a flyer. So they were the mm-hmm. I was the one that was thrown in the air and everything. And that's when I became more, more trying to make an effort to be smaller because mm-hmm. I was in dance and I was in cheer and I was taking dance extremely seriously at the time. And you could always be smaller. Mm-hmm. Like, I always felt like I could always be smaller. Um, like, to be better in... But yours, I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't it kind of sports motivated? Like, if I'm smaller, yes. I'll be able to... They I can, can throw me higher, up higher. I can be It'll be easier longer. for them to catch me. Exactly, yeah. So it was more motivated by wanting to be better in cheer and mm-hmm. dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do remember... This is what I do remember thinking like, okay, if I only eat 300 calories per meal, that's only 900 calories a day. So I'll definitely be able to either lose or um, like maintain where I'm at. And I do remember weighing myself and thinking, okay, that's a little too heavy. Like I need it because I was a tall flyer. I shouldn't have been a flyer. I shouldn't, I should have been like a back spot. But um, 
yeah, so I remember feeling like a pressure to be as light as the little tiny mm-hmm. shorter girls. Um, so I, yeah, I remember doing that because I would like count out how many lunch meat slices oh I would take. Yeah. And I remember other girls that did cheer. Like I remember one girl would eat a can of dry tuna for lunch. Gross. Which oh. is disgusting. I remember our brother Jimmy doing that when he was trying to cut weight for wrestling. Yeah, but she was doing it because she was like, I need to lose yeah. weight, you know? Oh, that's another thing that I found awkward was that the wrestlers in the high school, like at a tournament, they write their weight on their biceps so they know what weight class they're in. Mm-hmm. And I remember showing up to a tournament one time and being like, oh my gosh, this guy like weighs less than I do. And oh I remember being like so paranoid. Or not, I guess not paranoid, but aware of Aware that. of it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, but at the same time, like, if I was hungry, I was going to eat. Mm-hmm. But I did, I do remember limiting myself. And at the time, I just thought of it as, like, oh, well, I'm just being healthy. Like, mm. if we went out to eat, I would get, at McDonald's, I would get a water and a small snack wrap. And I mm-hmm. remember the other girls being like, you sure you don't want more? And I'd just say, like, oh, no, I'm not hungry. Oh. And my coach, co- like, picked up on that. She was like, Maddie, you should eat something. Like, right. And, um, but... I knew, like, okay, but I know how many, like, calories are in this, and I know that this yeah. is making me also look healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. And I think kind of what our perception of what healthy was so was isn't yeah. necessarily No, it wasn't at all. It, yeah, it was, like, what people call clean eating, mm-hmm. like, which is a whole other topic. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, after high school, I wasn't dancing or cheering anymore, and so I kind of was less focused on, I didn't care so much what the scale said mm-hmm. because I didn't have those motivators. Right. Um, People weren't I picking you up all the time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have those pressures anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I did notice, like, I did have quite a bit of muscle from dancing and it, like, started to, like, go away. And I didn't like how I looked again. And so that's when I started getting into the gym, which was the best thing I could have ever done because that's when I started learning, like, you can gain size, but when you lift, it, like, puts it where you want it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it makes you strong, and it makes you... Um, I think you gained a lot of confidence through that, don't you Oh, feel I like? did, so much so. Like, it helped me immensely with my confidence, and I... You can I, see what you're capable of, and what you can push through, and mm-hmm. have a goal to work towards, I guess. And that's what I needed so bad, too, is because when I didn't have dancer cheer anymore, I was like, what am I even, like, I, that was my identity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what do I even try for anymore? Because I was so, like, passionate about that. And so mm-hmm. then I just funneled all of that into lifting. And that first year, when you first start lifting, they call it the newbie gains, <laughs> because you just, like, it's crazy how quickly you can yeah. make changes. And so I saw that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, ever since then, um, I've just been really into that. And then I started to learn about what you need to eat in order to grow and all of mm-hmm. that. And so that's what got me into nutrition, and then that's what I wanted to study. And the rest so, is history. Yeah. <laughs> so, Amy, you're the youngest. Let's go ahead and start talking about when did you first start realizing that you had either being aware of your body or when you first felt insecure or anything like that? Um, like I mentioned, I remember feeling insecure when I was probably like only six. I remember crying in the dressing room because clothes didn't fit me the way I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. I remember being upset that hand-me-downs didn't fit me or that I could give hand-me-downs to my older sisters. I didn't like that. I remember in high school when I was a freshman because Maddie was a senior and she was a cheerleader and she was, like she said, very thin. Um, I was not a cheerleader. I was in band. <laughs> um, and I remember someone being surprised that we were sisters. They thought that we were maybe cousins or something. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you're – and it was because we didn't look alike. And I knew that everyone thought Maddie was really cute, even though she didn't seem to know that. <laughs> 
So that really bugged me because I thought, oh, so no one, people, people don't think we're related because I'm not as cute. And I remember having guys, and this happens even if you're not related to them. Freshman guys think senior girls are just so cool. Right. Right. Um, but I had a lot of freshman boyfriends that all, or not my boyfriends. <laughs> I had all these boyfriends. <laughs> I had friends that were freshmen that were guys that were my friends, and they all were in, like in love with Maddie. And I remember being kind of bummed because they weren't in love with me. <laughs> not that I really wanted them to. I just, you know, like no, stop talking about my sister. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think my problem a lot of it was comparing myself to my sisters, and you know like comparing myself to how strong and fast Katie is and how, um, you know, certain dresses that she wore in high school didn't fit me the same when mm-hmm. I tried to wear them and all that kind of stuff. And so I think a big problem of mine... Yeah, the roles have reversed. I can no longer fit into your clothes, Amy. <laughs> okay, you just, like, made life. So, <laughs> um, I do remember in middle school, in seventh grade, a lot of my friends, same thing, they went through growth spurts. I didn't. I mm-hmm. was, like, five foot, if that. And a bunch of them... They kind of stretched out, mm-hmm. and they did get the attention from boys, and boys liked them. I remember running around our house. I don't know why that was our chosen method of exercise <laughs> um, when we were into sports, but I remember running around the house, and I didn't let myself have any snacks. I was only eating certain meals, and I actually lost weight that summer. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't being crazy and healthy. I wasn't not eating, but I was just being mm-hmm. super just paranoid about it. Yeah. Very, you have breakfast, you have lunch, you have dinner, you don't have any snacks yeah. in between, you don't do anything extra, you exercise every single day being just super strict to myself during summer, which should be, like, fun. Yeah. Um, but then I saw some friends later in the summer, and they started commenting on how great I looked. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited, and I had these high-waisted shorts that suddenly fit all, and it was great. Mm. And it was – I couldn't maintain it, though. I couldn't continue to do what I'd been doing. It was impossible, right. especially when school started. I couldn't run around the house a bunch of times right. during the day. I couldn't keep up that strict um, – even though it wasn't that strict of a diet, I just had never been very good about being strict of myself. <laughs> so I couldn't keep it up. And as soon as I kind of gained – even though it was probably only like five pounds, as soon as I got it back, I just felt awful about myself again, mm-hmm. which is why 7th and 8th grade were the years of Amy wearing black gauchos and big oversized sweatshirts. <laughs> those gauchos got a lot of wear. I wore those They too. got a lot of wear. So this was high school age, right? That was middle school. Oh, okay. I obviously, you know, the insecurities didn't magically go away in high school for sure. I remember when I was a freshman, like I said, I compared myself to you a lot. And then I remember it got a little bit better at certain times if I was really active in sports. And Mm -hmm. I think I focused on it less in high school than maybe middle school, Mm -hmm. but I still did. Um, Probably different too, because people are less awkward. They're less. I don't know. You're, you were mm-hmm. more confident in who you were, I think. Yeah, I was. High school. But I do remember around my junior year of high school, I was still frustrated and wasn't what I wanted to be. So I remember for a very brief window in that summer, I decided to just eat hardly anything. And my goal was to try and do that. And I remember doing it for about like <laughs> like two or three days. <laughs> um, but it got so bad, I went to play tennis with my mom, and I felt like I was going to pass out. Oh, gosh. And I remember thinking oh, this is dumb. I can't play tennis. I'm yeah, playing really I crappy. Yeah, I love. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I realized that, I was like, this is stupid. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. So I lasted like less than three days hardly eating anything. And then I was like, dumb. I can't do what I like to Good do. Good for you to, for figuring that <laughs> out. And We're not doing this anymore. Yeah. So I don't think I ever was as restrictive with myself as that. I never went on crazy diets. Like I like to exercise, but that was also because I enjoyed doing it. Yeah, it releases endorphins good. and happy people don't kill their husbands. <laughs> That's from Diggly Blonde. I don't just randomly say that. Um, but I still compare myself to Instagram models. I still compare mm-hmm. myself to all these other people. But what's interesting is 
like Maddie mentioned before, when we were really younger, we didn't have as much exposure to current television movies. A lot of the movies our parents have were older films because that's what they enjoyed. And not necessarily to say they weren't thin, but women in the older movies, they were not stick thin, like mm-hmm. tiny as they are in a lot of movies nowadays. So Especially in the 90s when we would have seen mm-hmm, right. That was what's popular. And I remember watching those old movies and then years later coming back and watching them and thinking all these actresses are fat. Oh, gosh. Which they weren't. But I remember, like, in be- somewhere right. in between watching those movies a lot and then getting older, maybe high school age, going back and watching those movies and thinking, I don't know why I thought these women were attractive. They're all mm-hmm. overweight. They're what, all what big. What age were you then? I'm thinking probably around high school, I think, because I think it had been a little while. And by high school age, I had seen other movies. I'd watched movies at friends' houses. I'd seen TV shows and other things. We watched more... Um, we got the Netflix subscription where you mail the DVDs and they send them back. You know, so I saw more, like, new movies. Yeah. And I thought that was – then it was it was years later. I was probably in college when I finally figured out, oh, those women didn't get fat. They were never fat. My perception just changed completely because of what I was exposed to. Mm-hmm. Right. And these women that I used to think were just gorgeous and beautiful when I was younger, they still are. Mm-hmm. But in my head, it was like, no, no, no. They're not, like, a size zero or two. They can't be perfect. They're not what I want to be. So I've been listening to a podcast called The Happiness Lab, which if you have not listened to it, you should go do it now because it's great. But You should listen to it after this. Yes, after this. <laughs> um, something that really stuck with me was that obviously people are constantly comparing them to other people around them and it has a big effect on their happiness, whether that is with wealth, with success in your job or how you look. Um, and they brought up an interesting um conundrum I guess and it was kind of they asked people would you rather make $50,000 a year or $100,000 a year like obviously you'd go with 100,000 right but then they switch it up a little bit and they say okay if you make $50,000 a year but you make significant over twice as much as all the people that live around you Or you make $100,000 a year, but you have the least amount of money of all of your friends and everyone that lives around you. And suddenly it becomes a harder question because people are comparing themselves. Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, keeping Mm -hmm. up with the Joneses. And um, I think the same thing applies to body image because they they flipped it that way too. They were saying, okay, would you rather be have supermodel looks? Or have have above average looks, but then have all of your friends be supermodels? Mm. Or would you rather be average looking, but all of your friends be ugly and all oh the people God. around you? Because then it makes you look better. Mm. Like, do you want to be the best looking of the people around you or the worst looking? And most people, because they, they actually did like a survey, most people chose that they would rather be better looking than the people around them, even if they didn't have supermodel looks. Interesting. Yeah, I think that that's really interesting because... It's not so much that we want to be the very best. It's just we want to be better than the people around us. Oh. So I think that's the reason why we need to be careful about Mm -hmm. what accounts we follow on Instagram. And I'm not saying don't follow beautiful people, (laughs) but be aware of what accounts make you not feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, be aware of how you feel Mm -hmm. as you're scrolling through and what you see and who approaches body image from a positive light. Who's going to help you be the best that you can be, I guess. I started getting to a point, I think, in college, because I did get, and by the end of high school, it was getting better, Um, but there were still times in sports where I just wanted to change my body in all kinds of ways. I wanted to be taller for the sport. I wanted to be this for the sport. I mean, Mm -hmm. I could never have what I wanted. Um, Not to bash on sports. I think sports are great. There's (laughs) some times that it makes you really, really focus on your body as an athlete. Um, 
But in college, I kind of stepped away from all that because I wasn't involved in sports as much. And it was just like, am I happy? Like, am I healthy? Do I like how my body's working? Like, is everything good? Which for a little while in college there, I know a lot of people gained the freshman 15. But I was living in an apartment off campus and didn't have a meal plan. So I kind of (laughs) like lost the freshman 10 because I had to make my own food and buy my own food. And I didn't like to do that. So... The, the uh, freezer was stocked with lean cuisines. <laughs> and, like, top ramen and, like, little snacks here and there. I had, like, goldfish and coffee for breakfast sometimes. You still have goldfish and coffee for breakfast I do not. I haven't done that in, like, four years. <laughs> um, but then I got to a happy medium, you know, where I actually – and I can't say that I'm never insecure in my body. I'm insecure pretty dang often. It's just getting better. And I'm getting better by not comparing myself to people and focusing on how they may have this, but I like this about myself, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We're – beautiful in different ways um I talk about saying I've seen a lot of different places like someone else's beauty does not take away from your own mm-hmm. and I had to learn that because it is hard to say well I really like the way this person looks and I don't have that I was like well that doesn't make me ugly though well and the right. other thing is too you could be one person's definition of the most beautiful person in the world and then another person's like you, they just think you're average or below mm-hmm. average mm-hmm. and you can't make everybody happy and you shouldn't Right. Try to. You should try and make yourself happy and what mm-hmm. you believe is the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's just really important to realize, too. Yeah. It's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Still working on it. <laughs> I mean, I think we all at some point or another feel some sort of insecurity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether it's because someone pointed something out or maybe just because you're around someone who you mm-hmm. think looks better than you for whatever right. reason. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so important to be careful of, like, the comments we make. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a friend of a friend of mine. So, like, I don't see her very often. I had been – I would seen her once. I mean, average build, everything. And then I hadn't seen her in, I don't know, a year or something. And I see her, and I almost went up and was like, oh, my gosh, you look amazing. Like, she had lost so much weight. Mm-hmm. She still looked healthy, but she looked awesome. And I didn't say anything. And I'm so thankful I didn't say anything because I brought it up with my friend, our mutual friend later. And I said, wow, she looks really good. Like, what's, you know, like, do you know, has she been like working out? What's going on? And she said she was in the hospital. Like she has an eating disorder. Oh my gosh. And I'm really like, yes, she should deserve to know like, yeah, wow, you look good. But I don't want to be like feeding into the, wow, exactly. you were starving yourself. Now you look great. Yeah. Like, so I think that we need to, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes there. I think that. We need to be aware of what we say. Mm-hmm. That was people. something that I, you know, only until the past couple of years I realized that's an issue because for the longest time what I wanted to hear from other people was, you look skinny, you look small. For the longest time I wanted to hear that so badly. So if I got to say to other people and genuinely meant it, I thought that was a good thing. I thought it was like, well, this is what I want to hear, so I'm going to tell you you look in shape, you look thin, you look good. And it's taken a while to get, come back and be like, okay, maybe I shouldn't say those things because I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they have an eating disorder. I don't know what it is. And also maybe emphasize other things because it could be like, well, then if they gain weight, are they going to feel really bad? You know, there's... Right. Yeah. Shifting like your definition of what a compliment is too because I remember when I was in high school, I would have loved to like, you're so tiny. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. Mm-hmm. But like now... My favorite compliment is you look strong. Yeah. That's like my favorite yeah. compliment. Because I remember a family friend saying that one time and I was like, oh, like you noticed? Wait, like, thanks. I am. <laughs> wow, thank you. Like that was, that's like my favorite compliment now. I remember a woman I work with, she um, does a lot of CrossFit mm-hmm. and works out quite a bit. And she 
is really good at she can walk on her hands like all the way across the room and back and she's just really good at it and I can't remember if she was talking she was talking about some kind of physical thing that she was able to do at CrossFit and I remember someone else at the table that I work with saying wow you must be really strong Mm -hmm. to be able to do that and her response was thanks I am and I just like, wow, cool. Like, and it stood out to me, like mm-hmm. it shouldn't, but it stood out to me that that's how she responded. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really cool that she was like, yeah, I owned this. I worked for this. Yes, I am strong. You know, now I go back and I watch older movies or shows or maybe even just those Disney movies you watch when you're like a teenager or preteen. Mm-hmm. And I always saw the girls that were just like the tiniest girl in the show. I always thought she was like the prettiest. And I like going back and watch those now and I'm like, yeah, that's very attractive. But also this other girl that had a figure more similar to mine, she's really cute too, or like has other things that are great about her. And it's cool to see that my perception has changed a little bit. How and do you that, think you were able to make your perception change? Um, I think growing in confidence helped a lot, and also realizing that health is a lot more important than just being skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a big part is just realizing that lots of different body types are attractive. And what I think is so right now I saw this um, picture on Instagram and it had an ad from 1999 Calvin Klein and then an ad from 2019 and the 1999 was like a very very skinny woman and mm-hmm. then the one from this year was Lizzo oh yeah yeah and um which is really cool because we're showing all kinds of body types mm-hmm. so a young girl who maybe has a more similar body type to her and more skin uh, mm-hmm. colors <coughs> excuse me and just diversity yeah, and more inclusivity, inclusivity. Um, I Thanks. think that's super important, but I, but I'm really glad that the media is realizing that yeah. that needed to change, mm-hmm. and I think a big part of that is because of social media, because yeah. people are saying what they want to see. Yeah, it's not always just a negative tool. Yeah, exactly, and I think we did talk a lot about how Instagram is, you compare yourself, Yeah. but there are so many good um, accounts on Instagram well, that I are... Think that, sorry to interrupt you, I think what has helped me is like after I had Josie, a lot of, um, I think what automatically pops up on my feed or in the search bar is like all these like crazy thin models and everything. But like I intentionally started searching, like using hashtags like body positivity, postpartum body. And suddenly I was finding all these awesome, amazing positive accounts with like women that looked like me mm-hmm. or women that had gone through something um, similar. And it was kind of like, oh, and it was really cool to be able to see those people. And um, I guess I think just being more intentional about what I was searching and what I was looking for helped. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that these women that look like me, I'd look at them like, wow, they are beautiful. Like, this is really cool. Um, and I remember, like, one time walking in, and this is switching tracks a little bit, but I walked into Target this summer, mm-hmm. like, for a swimsuit that I needed to buy after having a baby, which is, like, really daunting. And I remember I was looking through, and I stopped in my tracks because I saw this advertisement, um, and the model had stretch marks. Mm. And not airbrushed. That's it was kind of, not airbrushed, yeah. and I had not seen that in, like, a major store like that before. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, this is so cool. I remember I actually took a picture <laughs> of the ad because I thought it was so cool. And this is going to sound a little emotional, but let's be honest, I was really emotional at that point <laughs> after having a baby. I almost started crying, like, mm. after seeing that because it was like, Do you see how important it okay, is, though, to like, show real it is. life skin yeah. and bodies and stuff? And, like, I think... Like, in my, like, the fitness industry and stuff, it's kind of tricky um, because a lot of the time people are working out because they want to look a certain Mm -hmm. way, which I think is okay as long as it's coming from a place of, like, I love myself as I am now, but I I want to be 
you know, stronger mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. I want to look this certain way. I think there's nothing wrong with having aesthetic goals. Yeah, like this is something I'm doing for myself rather than I hate the way I look. So yes. I have to do this. And too. as a personal trainer, I hear that so much it's like I would sit down with someone and be like okay well what do you want to achieve what are your goals and it would be like well I hate my arms I Mm. hate my legs I hate Mm -hmm. this I hate Mm -hmm. that and it's like okay well first of all like let's try and work on coming at this from a different angle like I want to be stronger Uh I want to feel better Mm -hmm. I want to have energy Mm -hmm. you know coming or even what do you like about yourself and how can we build on that even I guess could be a way to come oh hey I love my body and I want to treat it better so that it runs longer and lasts longer by getting it in <laughs> or, shape. Yeah, like even like my heart, I need it to yeah. be healthy. Like mm-hmm. there's, you know, I you mean, have to... There's all kinds of different reasons you might want to stay in shape. Like one of the reasons I know that I need to stay in shape and stay at a healthy body weight is because I've had five knee surgeries. Mm-hmm. And if I gain weight, it'll put more and more pressure on that mm-hmm. knee. Mm-hmm. So it is actually helpful to say, like not saying that I can't gain a few pounds, that's not a problem, but I cannot go past a certain weight without it actually affecting my knees Mm -hmm. and because I want to be able to run I want to be able to tennis I want to be able to do those things Mm -hmm. it's just another um not that I don't have aesthetic goals I definitely do (laughs) but it's another thing that helps me remind like oh you know I should stay healthy I should keep active because this is good for my overall like not having pain (laughs) in my knee yeah and it needs to be like a healthy balance I think yeah um and then like when it comes to people's diets that's a huge thing too because like for me, I think of it as like I'm fueling my body to be able to do the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I want to put good things mm-hmm. into my body. But um, I also love to enjoy, I love cookies, I love pizza, I love certain foods. Mm-hmm. And that as well needs to be mm-hmm. a balance of, and I know this word balance like is this <laughs> like, how do we achieve this thing? Yeah. But I really do think it has to be, it can't be completely like You can't nothing. live off of kale. Yes, exactly. And like, you need to be able to enjoy yourself too. And I feel like right now, at least actually for like the past, I don't know, probably almost like four years, I've been in this really great place where, um, thank goodness I found the gym because that's Mm -hmm. what started it all. But I'm able to see fitness and nutrition Mm -hmm. as that, Mm -hmm. not as the way to be this certain person that Mm -hmm. everyone wants me to be. So mm-hmm. it's like my own. Well, you have a healthy relationship with food. Exactly. And, and I mean, I never had a terrible relationship with mm-hmm. food, but we told our stories about yeah. what we did go through. And I think every girl, at least, mm-hmm. and I mean, men go through this too. Mm-hmm. And that's something that needs to be talked about more because um, I feel like there's kind of a stigma around yeah. that. They call it um, the Adonis complex where men feel like they need to work out insanely to be this big muscular mm-hmm. gauze or whatever. Um and yeah, the average it, man does well, not. Well, and like no. little boys' Halloween costumes have muscles sewn into them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You don't see little girls' costume with boobs sewn into them. True. You know? <laughs> that like, would be oh, so that's bad. creepy. <laughs> I think to go back on what you were saying about um, food, and you know, you are able to enjoy mm-hmm. um, pizza or brownies or something. I think that um, people need to move away from being preoccupied with what other people eat. Oh, that too. Yeah. Um, and I mm-hmm. also think there really needs to be a change with. Saying something like, oh, man, I'm going to have to go work out from eating mm-hmm. this. Or, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, I ate so much last night, I better hit the gym. Mm-hmm. Or Sometimes that makes me feel better about having a re because I'm just like, well, it's okay, I'll fix it at the gym. And that's bad, but I mean. <laughs> that is a very bad mentality, yeah. though, yeah. because we shouldn't have to feel like in order to eat or enjoy something or even overindulge like in something. It. Yes, mm. that's like very, <sighs> that's very, very common, but mm-hmm. we need to get the guilt mm-hmm. away from food because food should not be associated mm-hmm. with guilt in any way. I was way. talking to our mom last night, actually, um, 
and we were talking about how when you're pregnant, people suddenly think it's okay to comment on everything that you eat. Mm. And you know, eating for two actually isn't a real thing. It's like, not. But, but people shouldn't say that. Right. It's none of their business. But I had people make comments about what I was eating too, and it's not like they're, they weren't coming at it from a negative, I don't think that they were trying to make me feel bad. They weren't trying to be rude, but it's like they suddenly thought it was okay to make those comments, mm-hmm. I guess. One thing, also don't feel super insecure about having insecurities. Because for a long time, yeah. it was hard for me to admit that because if I did admit that I felt bad about something, I'd almost get, like, yelled at for that. Or, like, people would, like, get mad at me and be like, no. Like, like really, you? Amy, you're tiny. What do you have to complain yeah. about? Because that's not fair either. Everyone mm-hmm. should be able to talk about what they feel insecure about. And I think it is really good to talk to other people about it because mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. likely they felt the exact same way. Sometimes if you talk about it, you can kind of help figure out why you're feeling that way. And it's nice instead of people saying that you don't have a right to be insecure. And mm-hmm. even though they were trying to be like, no, 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 you should feel good about yourself, it didn't come out that way. And it just made it like, oh, it's embarrassing that I'm insecure. I can't feel that way. So it's okay to own, like, to own your insecurities, and then you can kind of just like figure out wh- why you have them. I think that the main points that we want you to take away today are that everyone has insecurities. It doesn't matter if you're super thin or if you're overweight or you're somewhere in the middle. Everyone feels insecure about something and that's okay like there's no reason to hide that um find someone that you want to talk to surround yourself with people that you feel like you can feel safe talking to about that Mm -hmm. um you know don't compare yourself to others Um, and if someone is constantly saying things that make you feel insecure maybe that's not someone you should hang out with right right if you are comparing yourself like usually there's a handful of people that you're doing that with if it's someone you like a stranger on the internet unfollow that person yeah um you know, actually admit that that's what you're doing and mm-hmm. be able to either mute them or unfollow them. Mm-hmm. I think most importantly, just appreciate your body for what it does for you. Mm-hmm. You know, this body got me out of bed this morning. It got me to work on time, hopefully. Well, and if you <laughs> have a body that, if you're an able-bodied person, right? you are so much luckier than right. so many people around you. So really focus on the fact that your body is breathing for you, your heart mm-hmm. is beating, your mm-hmm. you know, your muscles work to get you to walk around and go where you need to be. And mm-hmm. I think we take that for granted so often. And that's just another thing to be it's you need to think of it as I get to mm-hmm. work out, I get yeah. to eat healthy. I have the money to be able to buy these foods that are right. better for me. Um, instead of like I have to do this, I have to go to the gym, I have right. to eat this way. Because think that's such a privilege in itself it that is. we are able to do that. So I think that about wraps up this episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. Um, This was definitely kind of a step outside of our comfort zone to talk about, I think. Mm -hmm. And a more serious episode. Yeah, and I let us know if you want more episodes like this or you like the more lighthearted content or if you have any um, anything that you would like us to talk about. Please send in your stories and your recommendations because we would love to hear from you. Um, so if you would like to follow us on Instagram, it is at she's my sister podcast. And we also have our email, which is she's my sister podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to send us anything, we appreciate you so much. And if you would like to leave us a review and rate the podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. We would love some five stars. Um, so thank you so much. And we will see you next time on the she's, she's my, my sister, sister podcast. podcast.